guys. Welcome to another installment of Who Raised You Hoes, a weekly judgmental session that judges you for your horrorish ways that took place over the past seven days. I am your host, Lonnie. Um, better late than never. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are unbelievable. We are at episode nine. Episode nine of the show. Um, I appreciate every single one of you that tune in every single week. Um, if you like or love the show, please share it with your friends. Like, rate, subscribe, share with your friends. Please rate us, especially at Apple Podcasts, because it gets you up further in the ranks. And let's get right on into it. I do apologize because normally I upload on Sunday evening, so I have it ready for you guys on Monday morning. However, I had one hell of a weekend, and it was eventful, especially on Sunday. I took a friend, one of my friends went food shopping, and it turned out that all of my family came up to come see my grandmother, and I was being summoned to go to my grandmother's house. So I'm like, you know what? I need to get my life in order, and I need to find my way to my grandmother's house. So I got up, and I left, and normally... The problem was the time that I normally would record the show, I was on my way to her house. So I didn't want to give a half a show or just something I felt like wasn't of quality. So I said, you know what? I'm going to hold off a day on record because I'm not compl- I'm not completely prepared to give you guys a show. But I am now. And guess what you're fixing to get? Um, also... I love the feedback that you guys gave me from the episode last week with Aaliyah. Of course, she was really, really hyped. Um, it was her first time being on a podcast. Um, she reminded me of myself, honestly, when I did the outline well over, like, going on almost two years ago now. And it just, it was very, it was a very full circle moment because she was also one of the people that I was bouncing my ideas around when I originally wanted to do the podcast. And I had no idea on what I was doing at that time. So it was like, you know what? I'm just going to say, fuck it. And I'm going to go with it. So it was very, it was very much a full circle moment. Um, let's dive into the show. I think I didn't bullshit y'all enough. Let's get straight into it. Um, for the timeline, can we talk about y'all in Halloween? I did that for Halloween. Um, the I love the way that you guys turn the most people that celebrate it now turns it into paying homage to pop culture or like the culture of yesteryear, like the retro cultures, as I like to call it. Um, the head runner to me, of course, was Beyonce as Phony Braxton. Um, if you don't get that reference, you are way too young to be listening to my show. Um, back in the 90s, um, there was an episode of Martin where Biggie had appeared and Gina and Pam were fighting to be Biggie's backup singers. That's why he was in Detroit looking for backup singers. And they were fighting and Martin called <laughs> called Gina Phony Braxton and, Anita, and called um, him Anita Faker. And that's where the names Phony Braxton came from. It came from Martin, but she posed like Tony's iconic self-titled debut album. And she always pays homage to legends, like especially since last year when she was 10 and just completely killed the game with all the looks for Little Kim. 
Um, she gave us that. She also dressed up as Flojo um, for her second for her second outfit. So of course Beyonce slayed Halloween yet again. Um, the I hope I pronounced his name wrong. Um, properly, excuse me. Rana J. Who um he's an actor that plays Dro on um, Insecure. He dressed up with his infant daughter, which it was like the cutest outfit, the cutest idea ever. They took um the concept from a Fresh Prince episode where Will was trying, where Will was graduating high school, but he was missing credits and had to go back to elementary school. So in order to get the credit for the class, he had to actually participate in the musical that they had as well, and he had to wear a sunflower outfit with um, a sunflower outfit and sing a song. So he, of course, he did a Will esque and had the um, Easy E blacked out shades, and that's what um, Ro- um, Rona. I want. I hope I pronounced his name right. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering the fuck out of it right now. And his daughter, they dressed up as that very moment. And it just, to me, is still Halloween. Diddy is it after the whole situation on Ellen. Um, it just, y'all kill it every single year. I hope I'm not missing anybody, but y'all just killed it. Oh, Jan- um, Janelle Monet as Willy Wonka. Y'all just, y'all killed it. I ain't got nothing else to say. Y'all just killed it. So shout out to y'all for being black and excellent and knowing to put some thought into Halloween. Um, so... Over the week, of course, Onika and Bella um, Calise reignited their feud, and it was started on Queen Radio. Um, Nikki was talking. Um, I, I don't even know. All I know is I don't want to talk about it. I will say this. I like I have it in my notes, but I'm just gonna breeze right past it because I just don't feel like getting into it. We have other things to flip and worry about. Tomorrow is November sixth. Let me explain something to y'all. If y'all had an opinion on this and y'all was going back and forth on social media, creating whole fucking arguments and hashtags and all this other bullshit, y'all need to be up tomorrow morning before you go to work, before you go before you go to your corner, before you turn on your apps to find you a um, little trick for the day. You need to be at uh, somebody's ballot and posting your damn votes. Is too much going on right now. Is way too much as y'all can see in the world. And y'all had the kindergartner jumping behind Twitter instead of jumping behind his desk in the Oval Office and actually being a president. We is way too much going on. Y'all need to vote. So fuck um, Onika and fuck Bel Khalees at the moment. It's one. Of, it's other pressing things that need to be worried about that neither one of them really spoke about. Y'all asses need to make sure y'all fucking go vote. Okay, that's all I got to say on that. I just don't want to get into it. Y'all killed it all on social media afterwards, and y'all have flipping millionaires, organizations, chiming in, groups. It's just like all this for nothing. Like these people, at the end of the day, they're going to argue, but also they're still going to be millionaires. And I really don't care about money that I'm never going to touch a day in my life. So I don't know about y'all, but um, I just, I no longer care. And that's all I have on that topic. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything else as far as my hot tops, or as I like to call it, the timeline, because y'all know y'all like to talk about everything. Um, I, I think that's all I got. Yep, that's all I got. Um, so, um, back to In My Headphones, which is a segment that I started a while ago, but I normally don't visit it every show. I visit it whenever I find something good. So one of my friends had put me up on this artist that's up and coming. 
Um, and he kept telling me, he's like, yo, you need to listen to her. You need to listen to her. You need to listen to her. I'm like, I, 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 I'll get it to her because I always get skeptical when it comes to new artists. So he said, you really need to listen to her. So like, I'll give her a chance. Why not? You know, I'm feeling generous today with my stream. Um, and her name just so happens to be Summer Walker. Um, and the name of the EP or album, because I don't know which one she classifies it as, um, is called Last Day of Summer. And it starts off, it doesn't start off somber. It starts off with DP, which I'm going to concur is probably either Boiling Point, um, it must be Boiling Point. But what really drove it home to the next two songs that followed was Talk Your Shit. Now, if you follow B. Simone on Instagram, she gave like the best interlude leading to the next two songs. Where she was like, I love Chivalry, um, but y'all niggas is being way too nice. I need a nigga. I didn't wear this V-neck for nothing, nigga. I want you to stay at my titties. Like, <laughs> it just, it led to Girls Need Love, which she spoke about girls not, basically girls having to play cute or a pet around the topic of sex. Like, they have to act like they don't want it. In reality, they do. Um, and then it also led to a track called CPR. Now, CPR did it for me. I, I want y'all to go stream last day of summer. It was everything I needed and more. She gives me the vibe of Scissor and LMA. Like she fits right in between. I hate comparing new artists to artists that are already out, but she meets the middle and she's fucking talented. And I love her beat selection. Her beat selection reminds me of a mix of Scissor and Janae. Like Janae Aiko. And her beats, the way she chooses them is iconic. Right along, right alongside Scissor. So, if you have not already, please go listen to Last Day of Summer. Um, a local artist that um, is releasing music now um, here in Jersey. The funny part is, since it's such a small state, you meet people, and sometimes you may not, you may just be meeting them, but. They've been around people you've known all your life. And that's how I felt when I met Maruf. Um, Maruf, I met actually as one of my customers when I worked at a bank at one point. And kind of found out he went to school with one of my cousins. And what drew me into his artistry was when I heard his song, Homie Love a Friend. And it led me to listen to Shades of Moo and it made me a fan. So recently he created his own, he had another EP afterwards called Lucy's. Like he created his own imprint called LOE, which stands for Level of Everything. Um, he just released, alongside artists that he released, um, Ikena, which I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, they released a, a compilation EP called um, For Promotional Use Only. Now, if you're from my era of time, you understand For Promotional Use Only was when artists took singles that they were shot, they basically trying to put out to get their name out there. They would give it to like labels and radio stations and stuff like that to get exposure. So what drew me in was when I heard um, Still Love Me Eastwick, which I just loved the beat on the song. Um, and then it led into the track afterwards, which was Canal Street. Now, if you are from Jersey next to Chicago, you understand house music is big in Jersey. So for Canal Street, he rapped over a house beat, which he had never done before, and spoke about basically getting counterfeit stuff from Canal Street at the time. As you all know, 
back in the 90s and early 2000s, you can get fa- a hella fake shit on Canal Street. They used to have, like, actual warehouses on Canal Street where you got fake shit. So I remember in the early 2000s, me and my godmother going into Manhattan to go to Canal Street to get stuff because you got the designer shit for cheap. Um, it just, it was very reminiscent. I love how, the, I love the interpersonal feel that he has when it comes to his music. So I've been a fan. I'm waiting on Melodic. Uh, let's get this, let's just, let's go. I'm ready. Um, if you have any type of music or you're an artist that you want me to listen to your work now, mind you, I'm very biased when it comes to my musical ear. I don't listen to everybody. And now, as I said, this is a new artist, I'm really giving you the bare minimum because I, if you sound like anybody that I'm used to listening to, I'm probably not going to give you a chance. So I tend to try to not be biased with my musical ear, but some of you hoes just like sounding like robots and sound like another version of somebody and have no depth or no soul to you. And if you have neither or either or, I have no desire to listen to your work. <laughs> but I'm very biased and I love people that actually are artists and speak in their artistry. So if you want me to check your stuff out, if you have any suggestions as far as my music, y'all know where to find me, where to hit me up. I'm going to take a quick break, refill my cup, and we're going to dive right on in. I'll be right back. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of WRYH Podcast. We can be found on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WRYH Podcast. Please remember to like, subscribe, comment, and share the episodes that you enjoy or share with your friends that enjoy podcasts along with you. Now let's continue the show. Okay, I'm back. I promise y'all about to start a wine suggestion because I promise you, I got the smaller bottle of Carlo Rossi, which is the one I normally drink, the sweet red, because it's just, I love a sweet wine, and I don't like white wine like that because it does nothing to me, but red wine does. I'm just like dark liquor and dark wine. Don't know why. Anywho, I'm going to start adventuring my wine, maybe give y'all another effect of me. (laughs) So... I've been a lot about being single and how long I've been single. But one of the things I never really touched on was how today's society has turned more so from meeting people organically and passing or in public spaces to meeting on dating apps. Now, way back when, if you want to take a journey with me, baby boy, baby girl, Um, Way back when, in the early 2000s, when I was a teenager, we gave not one fuck. We were meeting on, I'm in Jersey and in the Tri-State area, you met on the Jersey Raven and the New York Raven, and you was willing to risk it all to meet this person. You knew nothing about them. You couldn't even see their face, but you were willing to meet them either in a public place or have them come to your home or you go to theirs. And... Of course, it was dangerous. We wasn't thinking at that time. We were young and dumb, majority of us. Um, it graduated from that to MySpace. And before my, and even with MySpace, before that, especially with the LGBTQ plus community, we already had spaces like Adam for Adam, BGC Live. We had the mother of dating apps already embedded in us. And that's how we met, hooked up, dated, all that good stuff. So from places such as Adam for Adam and oof, 
BGC Live, it birthed um, applications such as I'm speaking in the LGBTQ plus sense, um, Grinder, Jax, Scruff, um, Growler, all these different apps, and even for the um, my allies or my heterosexuals, you have Plenty of Fish, um, Black People Meet, etc., so on and so forth. So, especially in the community, which I normally speak about the gay community, we tend to be very, very um, anal with what we want. And sometimes we love to get a little real opinionated on what we want. So, to help everyone get along and understand that so that we all can get to the same goal, the same medium, and do what we all came here to do, whether it's one thing, another, or anything of the sort. I, I felt we needed a guideline to assist in the process. Um, and I call this the dating at etiquette. And I'm mainly speaking in the gay sense. I'm going to do the straight sense at another time. I'm probably going to call one of my straight friends over, and we're going to do an episode just for the straight one. But I'm going to speak this week in the gay sense. If you don't want to, if you don't want to hear this, or you feel like this might not be your cup of tea, I understand. And no offense is taken. Baby boy, baby girl, I will see you next week. No love is lost here. That I gotta talk this out. So, and one of my guidelines, I don't have them numbered, but I am gonna number them now. Um, rule one: um, be respectful. So we just seem to have this diarrhea of the mouth when it comes to dating apps where we list demands, and I've been guilty of it in the past, where we list demands, like, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. It's nothing wrong with wanting certain things, but it's how you say what you want. It's like, imagine going speed dating and automatically off that, oh, I want this type of person and that's not you. So, all right, next. How harsh does that sound in real life? So why, if you're not willing to say that to someone's face in real life, why would you say that to them over an app? Why do you feel as bold enough because that person is nowhere near you or probably will never cross paths in life ever? You think it's okay for you to be a dick on an app by saying, oh, you're not this and you're not that. Like, for some reason, body shaming is at an all-time high within the gay community. They want you to be... The colorism is also another one. They want you to be petite with ads. They want you to be light as fuck. Um, and they want you to have all the things that... They want you to have all the things that they're trying to acquire so they can feed off of what you've already obtained because they can't get it themselves. So why do I have to sit here and suffer when you don't even have the things or obtain the things that you're seeking from another person? You can't ask for something you're not willing to get yourself. So let's humble ourselves. Let's be respectful. And before you jump in my inbox, please don't understand this. My face, my tongue can be delivered. But in this sense, my fingers are not because I'm going to tell you about yourself. Rule two. Um, what being respectful is also another one that I'm going to get into it here. Um, with your preferences, I need y'all to be more realistic. Um, if you are a member of the big boy community, the bear community, whatever may have you, and you're telling people, I don't play with other big boys, but what about skinny boys that won't play with you? 
you got to think of the other side of this coin. And especially if you put it out in your profile that this is what you want and you're not accepting anything other than that. You're going to be open to people coming into your profile and basically telling you to fuck off. I'm not going to do that because I'm 31 years old and I don't argue with the motherfucking person. I don't have time for it, especially someone I don't know. I don't know you. I'm seeing you in passing. I'm not going there. I'm moving past it. So with that also is another one. Um, Your preference isn't my suggestion. So I worded that all types of crazy, but follow me here. I am a I am a person of color. I prefer another person of color, preferably someone that's also black. Um, I've tried the swirl. The swirl wasn't for me, but I have friends that are non people of color and I don't force my views onto them. So with that being said, if I am not a person for the swirl, they'll try and force me into the swirl. You get y'all got where I went with this. Like, don't try and force me into the swirl. Don't try. Oh, because oh, you don't see it this that, and the third. If I'm telling you I'm not interested in a non-person of color, why are you still trying to convince me to do such things? I've already said no. I've already let you know that that's not my thing, and there's more power to you. I respect where you're coming from. I respect you as a person. However, I'm not interested in that. And that is the nice way of me saying it because y'all like it to have whole full blown arguments so you can screenshot it and share it with your friends or share it with your social media. And I got time for that. Listen, I'm telling you it's not what I like. Period. Respect it. Move on. I have more respect for someone that tells me they don't like it opposed to someone that tries to force themselves into something that they know I don't like so they can be comfortable with it. That's not how this is going to work. It's just, let's be respectful. Like, what is so hard about this? And lastly, but most importantly, when it comes to gay dating etiquette, one of the biggest pet peeves, and this is actually an added one, when you run into your good, good girlfriend or your friend or an associate or something, don't sit here trying to embarrass them or basically shame them for being on the app. Since you're here too. I don't need the world knowing that I'm here. I don't need the world knowing that my dating life has gone to a few clicks on a keyboard. I don't need the world knowing what I'm doing. I'm pretty sure half of the motherfuckers is doing it too. So why we gotta go through this? (laughs) Like, don't try and shame me for being here. Like, you're here too. It might be some old ways. You're here too. So let's act accordingly. Hey, girl, hey, you have my number. Text me. You might have my Facebook. Message me on Facebook something. But don't message me on the app because I'm probably going to ignore this message because that's not why I'm there. I don't speak to you on those apps. So then you need to speak to me any other way that you normally would. Don't act brand new because you saw me here. Okay. Um, My last cardinal rule. Um, I don't care how di- how DL you are. I don't care if, and I normally try to stray away from people that are in situations, meaning they have girlfriends, wives, boyfriends, whatever may have you. I'm just, I'm at that point in my life, I don't need that drama. If you're that discreet or DL, don't come to my house. 
What do I mean by that? I respect the fact that you like your privacy. No one knows that you're that you get down. No one knows that you're gay or whatever may have you. But in the days and times, especially with these apps and the danger that it presents with certain situations, it's like stranger danger all over again. I don't know you. I don't know you, sir. So if you cannot show me what you look like in real life and not a torso, a penis, or an anus, don't come to my house. Don't ask to come over here. Don't ask if I'm free. I'm just not going to let you in. And also along those bylines, if I... If you want to hit me up trying to look for a hookup, but then want to ask me, do I drive? The answer automatically is going to be no. You want to know why it's going to be no? Because I wasn't looking to do anything. I'm just messaging you. Why are you asking me if I'm going to drive? If I drive, who said that we were hooking up? Maybe I'm just here for conversation. Maybe I'm looking for a date. Why are you automatically trying to jump my bones? Go that way with all of this. Like, why does the dating culture already have to be more complicated than it is? It's already miscontangled with, miscontangled, misconstrued with the hookup culture already because you have to decipher is this person trying to date or is this person trying to hook up? And literally 95% of the time, this dude is just looking to hook up. Most gay relationships happen by coincidence, meaning just so happen they feel something and they like this person and they're going to explore what they feel with this person per se. And that's just how it works. But in the gay dating app, let's just please be respectful. Please understand that we're all there to try and figure out what the fuck we're here for in the first place. And let's move on. And let's respect each other. That's all I ask. That's all we all ask. Just respect me. That's it. It's not something that I'm that I'm requesting. It's something I'm owed. Because I'm sure you respect automatically. So you can show me respect too. And maybe we could just meet halfway at some point with something as far as whatever we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Um, that's all I got. you have any tips on dating apps or your experience with dating apps, feel free to drop it. I'm going to do the heterosexual one soon. I just, y'all know, I, I'm allergic to fish. I don't do tuna. Like, not even can. I don't open it. No, not me not doing that. I mean, if if you like it, I mean, all power to you, but yeah. <laughs> um, in my mental health, um, the ultimate selfie, I had to, I really had to check myself recently. Um, I'm still becoming new to dealing with deaths that hit more so close to home. Um, back in May, I lost my uncle that I, that basically I looked at as a second father figure. And recently I lost one of my first cousins. And though I still struggle with dealing with my uncle's death on a daily basis, now adding my cousin is just like I got overwhelmed and also a bunch of elements in my personal life. I went into shut down. I wasn't trying to talk to nobody. I was going to work and coming home. It was situations at work I was trying to deal with. Sometimes it's okay to take that moment to step back and breathe. Sometimes we all need to just breathe and take a moment and not and not just meditate or reflect on the situation. Just take the moment to give yourself the second, the moment to just organize the thoughts that are already within. Push them out so that way you can go along with your course of action. It's very important to understand what we're doing as far as our lives, 
especially with mental health, when you have depression, anxiety, especially if anxiety is a bitch, if you do not have the capability to organize or get your anxiety in order, you won't be able to do anything else because that overpowers just about everything else because it's just like something that won't go away. So to take that moment to organize your thoughts, your feelings, and try and just be okay in the moment and just be okay with what's going on and knowing how to maneuver to get past this hump is very necessary. We all need that moment to breathe is a necessity. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to go for a drive. It's okay to take that moment just to lay in your bed and think, not be depressed and not want to get up out of it, but to just take that moment with yourself, breathe, and just organize it. And it's okay. And I got called to dinner by my friends, like, we're worried about you. And that was a real moment for me because I just, I knew I had a lot going on, but I just in those moments I felt like I was by myself and luckily I had friends that decided that listen we need to reach out to him because I don't know what's going on and it's scaring me and I just had to take that moment for myself and just organize my thoughts and my feelings and it's still something I deal with now but at the end at the end of the day I'm better and I took that moment just to organize my thoughts and my feelings um my feeling still is something that I'm not even fully ready to deal with right this moment. But um, I just take that moment. Just breathe. Just work through it and understand it's temporary. It's not permanent. And you will get through it. Even if you need to seek therapy, you will get through it. Well, I think I ran it enough for one night. Ooh. Thank you so much for tuning in. And y'all know I had to give y'all some sip of wine because I was talking a lot. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. As always, please like, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this episode with your friends, your family, the person that you like that you're trying to convey a message to. And you want me to do it and roll my eyes and swing my neck side to side just for y'all to let her know that my mama ain't raised no hoe. <laughs> I am Lonnie. Thank you guys so much for listening again this week, and I will see y'all next week.